Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Primo, primas, we are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo, Luis Velasquez. That is your number one primo, Christopher Costello. Que pasa, primo? What's up, man? What's up? Happy birthday. Oh, what, this, is, this is your 50th, right? This is wow. Your 50th year. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was uncalled for. No. I know. You didn't even see it coming. I was so nice to you right before we started. 30th. Okay. <laughs> nah. I'm ripe old age of 43. Blessed to see 40. I'm trying to get to that age. Well, I'm trying to get to that mentality. You know, and maybe it's got to do with a lot of stuff that's gone on in my life. But, uh, like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah, I'm old. I'm 43. Yeah. A lot of people don't make yeah. it to 43. So, I am blessed to be 43. And hopefully I make it to 44 with less back problems. Less back problems, yes. <laughs> less back problems. That's always the wish. I, I feel like um, it's that certain point when you realize in your life that you're like, oh, yeah, no one will ever call me a young man ever again. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, this is old now. This yeah. Old. Oh, I'm the old dude. I'm the OG. <laughs> right now, 50s and their 60s, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. You ain't old. <laughs> I'm an OG. When yo, when you know, there's a lot of coaching hirings going on, and when like 50 percent of the coaches in the NFL are younger than you already, like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the Tennessee Titan head coach is younger than me. Like, it's crazy. Wait, how old is he? I think he's like 40 or 38, wow. 39, something like that. I guess it's good for the league, though. We've seen a much much uh or many i should say positive changes to the league once like like a sean mcveigh starts getting hired right and get right. coaches you got your um the love of your life cliff kingsbury who's a younger guy who got coached. <laughs> he's a young yeah, hey, yeah. we're the same age we understand we may not look the same age okay but we are the same I'm, age. i'm gonna make everybody that's listening doubt what your age really is so i'm just gonna keep pushing that agenda throughout this entire <laughs> It's good, primo. Anyways, uh, we it's been a couple weeks since we've been able to do this, uh, so we're back. So let's get into it, primo. We got a lot to lot to catch up on, a lot of things happening in sports life. Um, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and have this conversation now before we get into sports. The Grammy uh-huh. Awards. We we kind of talked pre-show about the Grammy Awards. Yep. Killer Mike comes out here, wins Hip Hop Award, uh, Hip Hop Album. Of the year award, hip hop song of the year, and I think the third one was uh, the uh, um, performance award. Um, did you were you able to watch any of the Grammys or anything like that? I did not get to watch any of the Grammys. I was I was trying to follow up on like the winners the next morning, and something that we were like talking about pre-show is just this idea of like how much. I wonder how much like Killer Mike gets that award and those those awards, I should say, plural, because of where he stands, either socially or politically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I I've always liked what Killer Mike has to say when uh, whenever I've seen him in interviews and, and the way that he like so succinctly articulate. Yeah, except recently. Also- recently, he's been towing that line. Oh, that's that. Yeah, that's concerning, and yeah. and concerning. I think particularly where like we're in election year, right? Yeah, we were, we were talking about. Well, I don't know if you were able to listen to his music, but who? It, was there anyone in that category that you were like either rooting for or thought should pull it out? 
over Killer Mike? Nah, I mean, no, I think who was in there? It was, uh, uh, what's the boy? Homeboy from Houston. Travis Scott. Yeah. Travis Scott was in there. Who else? I'm trying to look it up right now. But anyway, like, Killer Mike, I, I don't want to hate on Killer Mike. Uh, to me, Killer Mike is even in his in his rap. What what is it? The Crown Jewels. What is his group name? Um, it's no, a little I, bit. It's a little bit too like political for me. Um, but I did like I, after he won that. Like I went back and try to and try to listen to it. So I was like, maybe I missed something, right? <laughs> like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I missed oh. something. I didn't hear it right. But here we go. Here we go. Uh, it was the rap album. Uh, oh, Drake and Twenty One Savage. Her loss. Yeah, that was a better album. Metro Boomin, Heroes and Villains. I didn't listen to that. King's Disease Three. Nas. That was a better album. For sure. And then Utopia. Travis Scott. I didn't really. I don't really mess with Travis Scott like that. So I know there's a couple of songs on there that I know, but I didn't. I didn't listen to the whole album. So here's what I think happened. Here's what I think happened. The Grammys knows that they don't have a really good standing with the hip hop uh, culture, right? Yeah. And even Jay Z came out. I don't know if you saw that speech where uh, Dr. Dre <laughs> he gave him the Dr. Dre award, and he just came out and trashed on on the Grammys, right? Yeah. So, all right, real quick, real quick, I, I wanted to ask you about this because this is what it was making me think about when I was watching a clip of, of that speech was if, if he comes out and receives that award, but it's under the Dr. Dre award and then shits on the Grammys, is he also then shitting on Dr. Dre? And I'm not pointing one way or another. Yeah, I'm yeah. just curious. What's no. your take on that? To me, the Dr. Dre award was, it started last year and it's kind of, uh, Jay Z had a lot to do with the the beginning of yeah this whole award happening, all right, and so it's their way of trying to like put a stamp and get get themselves into the Grammy so they can have a voice in the Grammy. That's what I take it as, yeah, right, and have more more of a say so on hip hop in the Grammys, and so that's what that's what I think that he he's trying to do in there, but. Um, but then he shits on it and then drinks out of one, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Well, his daughter, his daughter Maybe. who has a Grammy, okay, yeah, I mean, she that's she started. She like drank like juice out of there when she got her Grammy, which yeah. is ridiculous. Like she doesn't. Get yeah, that. I mean, it's, it, this is the thing that I was thinking about in the like, if if the Grammys are just some sort of like career push or career hustle right and it's not like a legitimate award or a, at least like legitimate at least within the artists themselves right because that's kind of who what matters like i always like shows when the like artists pick or like uh we know this in sports too that like at the end of the year like the the players get tallied and they ask like in the nba like best teammate award and you have like all these people vote on this right yeah yeah, but, yeah. um but when we think about that, like if this isn't to Jay Z like a legitimate award ceremony, 
but it also pushes other people. Like you can't insult, and then you know me. I'm Jay Z's my favorite rapper. I'm like a huge Jay Z fan of almost everything he does. But you can't insult other people's hustle in that way and like delegitimize an award show that's like putting people on. Now, granted, I get if he's saying that, like because I think part of what his speech like sometimes in certain things like you don't even you shouldn't even be in the category right and the ways in which people kind of infiltrate certain types of music but i i don't know man i I was kind of like i was like oh i get it because you're jay-z but like and i get it also that most people can't do what you do and yet at the same time you're kind of like shitting on a lot of people who like this award is going to change their lives yeah, I think the problem is is that the lives that are changing are not necessarily one that looks like him or looks like us necessarily. It is. The, are you saying Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I am saying Black Lives Matter always. <laughs> my chest out. But yeah, I think that's what he's saying. I mean, I I think it's again like we can go like totally not having the right people in place that make yeah. these decisions that are part of the culture that understand the culture understand the music um you know and of course you know they're gonna you know hate on hip-hop right it's yeah. not my cup of tea it's, that's not music still it looks like it's going on um but i will say also in the latin voice last year i was really pissed off that um What's the name? Harry Styles. Harry Styles won uh, album of the year, and it should have been Bad Bunny. Like, like the yeah, yeah, numbers yeah. and the music itself yeah. and all that. Like nobody was bigger than Bad Bunny. Yeah. And Harry Styles comes in because you know it's pop, and so the same thing with this year with with Taylor Swift winning uh, album of the year because it's pop. Yeah. And to me, like I have listened to that album, it is a, what a remake of of her original album, one of her other albums. Um, but like that, SZA's album was freaking insane. Like an R, there hasn't been an R and B album like that in a long time, and she had so many bangers on that album. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That that as you were saying that I was like I haven't listened to that, and I was like, yeah, of course I've listened to that. I just yeah. haven't listened to that as a whole yeah, but yeah. like I, all of these songs that's what I was like you've you heard all these songs you may have yeah. you know but you you know and so yeah she should she definitely should have run album of the year but um it is what it is like here's what here's what I say against against Jay-Z is we keep fighting this fight with the Grammys and we keep legit legitimizing the Grammys as a culture like it seems like we keep grasping for them to pay attention to us, and they're yeah. not going to pay attention to us. Um, if you wanted, if like the BET Awards are right there, right, and that is yeah. about the culture. The BET Awards is the culture, except for the fact that the big name people don't care about that award. Right, uh-huh. Jay Z. Uh-huh. I'm like Jay Z. Don't go to that award show. Beyonce don't go to the award show. Drake yeah. doesn't go to the award shows. None of these top tier go goes to the BET Awards. If you guys like, there's an award show there. Legitimize the BET Awards. Lift it up, right, to get it to the scale of a Grammys with your support. Yeah, I mean, also too is just whether or not those particularly like television award shows are not as valid because which is interesting because it's like rooted in the fans choice 
which is kind of what artists usually want though right if you're talking about what your argument was with like bad bunny but at the same time is like i wonder how much of that is that those artists don't consider consider it valid when the people running those companies are white like also what you mentioned right around the grammys but now bet is not right bet is right. now owned by this partnership group mm -hmm. that is black and now like what do you do with that or how do you like um rebrand and almost like legitimize what that particular brand means to like whether it be black culture but its place in like modern society and and i'm not sure whether or not like in my mind i don't ever think that the bt wars will ever be considered legitimate or prestigious in no any way. no it won't and and oh let me also say this with regards to like who gets to pick right if you have not seen the movie American Fiction, go see American Fiction, yeah, which yeah. is have not really captivating in a very like serious and yet hilarious way. The way in which voices are not represented, respected by white um, awards of. I, um, I guess essentially award givers or, or selectors of these particular awards um, and how that fits within like black culture in America. An incredible, credible movie, incredible cast. I think that based off of just, I haven't seen all of the movies that are up for best picture, but I've seen about half of them and it's far better than the other half of them. That's including like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, and, yeah. and I think like, I'm recommending that everybody go see American Fiction. Is that up really for movie of the year? Yep. For the Oscars? For best. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like to do. I like to see like what what awards. I, usually, I try to do that for for the Grammys too. Yeah. I usually have yeah. put a playlist together on my on my Apple Music and like try to slowly listen to it. Um, yeah, even, yeah. even stuff like um, what's the like uh, Styles. Did yeah, you, even even last year, like I listened to Harry Styles. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I listened. Well, I, like I, I've got little kids, and my daughter likes yeah. some Harry Styles. She liked that album. But, Speaking of which, Taylor Swift, which we like barely touched on, wins album of the year. We know where Taylor Swift is right now in like popularity in modern society, and I, I have to ask you the question because I realize that we haven't talked about it. Like, why are people so mad about Taylor Swift? dating travis kelsey or her place somehow i don't understand why it's like so infuriating yeah i don't understand it either i think there's a me head concept when it comes to football right yeah and so there's like um who is this person coming into our football world kind that's of what I, okay, that's what i that yeah and it's and but also there is something to the to the networks that just you know, it doesn't have to be in everything, right? It just, it doesn't like in. You don't have to ask. Ev on us. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to ask every single player about Taylor Swift. Of course. Right. You don't have to like bring it. Like just bring her in. Bring her fans in. Yeah. Just I mean, just let it be as it is. Although, but I do see like the money, like. The, there was they had broken down that Taylor Swift brought three hundred and thirty-two million to the NFL. That's nuts. 
and you know, on top of that, right, is is like they. I mean, no business is dumb in way. Like they they fully recognize that if they can get women to buy football apparel, the amount of money that is going to be made on extra just sales of all items related to football are going to go through the roof, right? Yeah. So. But there's also look, there's also this kind of jealousy thing where, and I get it, I kind of feel this, is these new fans that are coming in and just think this is awesome. Wow, you become a fan and then your team automatically goes to the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> I come in week three and my team is so great they can go all the way to the Super Bowl. And no, NFL fandom comes with pain and suffering. Okay, <laughs> you you want all these people to suffer? Yeah. Well, this is the thing too. Does this make, all right, for example, someone in L.A. who's a Taylor Swift fan, who sees Taylor Swift tied to Travis Kelsey, is that person becoming a Chiefs fan or are they becoming a, like, Chargers fan? Uh, no, they're, they're Chiefs fans. They're not even a Chiefs Like, I don't know if you know, I know you're around kids and all that stuff. Like, it is tough. Like, there's not a lot of... The the kids that I that I talked to in high school and middle school level, like, they don't yeah. really have teams, right? They're just mm-hmm. like, hey, man, who's your favorite basketball team? Ah, LeBron James. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, who's your team? Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess the, the Warriors, you know? I like yeah. Steph. You know, and it's kind of like that. Like, uh, this new generation is connected more to players than teams. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I would imagine that they're – they know if the more the Chiefs win, the more they get to see of Taylor Swift. Of course, of course. And so they're yeah. becoming. They're, you're right. They're becoming. I mean, I remember when uh, we got that little bit of surge when Tony Parker was dating Eva Longoria. Oh, when Dennis Rodman was dating Madonna. Oh, and Carmen Electra. Yeah. <laughs> the GOAT. Yeah. The- Dennis Rodman, the GOAT. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Um, I don't know how we got into Dennis Rodman, but the going into I, I want to actually change direction going into basketball. In in talking about like where we're at in the middle of this season, we're actually past the middle of the season, and now the all-star break is like at like 50 games. But where we're at now, I have two questions, twofold is how good of basketball have you, do you think, like, is this season producing, like, really good basketball? And number two, like, are you enjoying this style of play that we're seeing? And and by style of play, we're talking, obviously, like, a more advanced number of threes than we've ever seen, obviously. And that seems to be continuing to rise as, like, the, the norm. But, like, last night, I think it was halftime of the... Yeah, the Lakers game, right? They scored, like, 87... And they had 87 at the half. Yeah. It was 87 to 74 at the half. Yeah. That's nice. So, to me, that feels a little bit like what you described at the very start of this. Or, or actually, when we were talking about like uh, your, your experience with um, coaching first graders is where, like, it's just, like, now people just have their hands up. Like, no, he's playing real defense, right? Um, and maybe at the hole they are. But at that, like, nobody in the perimeter is really, like, harassing anybody. There's no Gary Paytons in the world today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, so those are my questions. Like, are you are you seeing great basketball? And 
how are you feeling about this style of play? Where it's uh, like, yeah, I would say you we're seeing skill, like we're seeing skillful play, right? We're seeing skillful, like uh, the out here throwing the sham god fake to the left, go right, looking like oh, was that he also he looked like he lost the ball when he went up, which <laughs> happens a lot. Today. Look, I just I, here's what I know I know he worked on that move for months okay that's what i know and he was happy like when he's just in the corner doing that over and over and over <laughs> right he's in, he practices in front of the mirror right like yeah. i know he's like bam sham guy bam bam but I, we're, back to your question we're seeing more skillful like the 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 skill level on the offensive side of the basketball is is incredible right now you're talking about scores i mean we had uh, you were able to see uh, right close and personal. Nobody guard Embiid that one game where he put up yeah. seventy plus, right? Or seventy? Was I think it was right at seventy? With twenty one free throws. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So he put up seventy, and then not freaking a couple of days later that they didn't last very long. Uh, Luca puts up seventy three. Right, and then just like fifty point games after fifty point games are happening. So on the offensive side, uh, like you, the skillful is like it's crazy. Like I don't think we've ever seen it anywhere in the history like this. But am I enjoying it? No, I wish you know me. Like I, I uh, like I'm here for roughness, right? I'm here for a little bit of physicality, uh, getting each other's face. Like have some. Like there doesn't seem to be, and it's funny because I. I talk to my players like this, about this all the time. Like, I want to see a dog, right? And I yeah. want to see, like, this dude is not going to score on me. And if he does score on me, which he's probably going to do, like, how do you react to that? Are you pissed off that he scored at you? Are you pissed off that he put 20? And it doesn't even seem like these dudes are pissed off. Oh, he put 70 on me? Pfft, oh, well. He was really good. And, you know, I, that's kind of where I wish, like, the the Jordan mentality on some of these guys, the – the Mamba mentality on some of these guys would come out with just like being pissed off, like he ain't gonna do that again. Uh, but nobody has that defensive dog in him anymore, and I don't, I don't like that. I think too. Some, I wonder how much that's because like um, that type of player is like fading out, where the, like you can't just be like you can't be Haslam anymore. Like Haslam retired right at the end of like when that existence is no longer allowed, right? Um, and the reason I say Haslam instead of, let's say, like a Rodman, because Rodman was that guy, is because Rodman will still get you 20 boards. And you can't just be like an enforcer anymore in the league. Like, people need to do more. And I wonder, too, like, I think guys who normally enforce kind of like, yeah, what do I have to do for? Like, no one is really bodying anybody up anymore. And... I agree with you. Like I just at some at one point in that MB performance, I was like, knock him to the ground. And you know who did it? Who I'm like, sorry, we're probably going to Spurs talk right now. Yeah, yeah. It was Blake Wesley, which shout out I to him. Yeah, yeah. Love Blake Wesley's like game, his swag. Like he's the guy that to me we were talking before in a previous episode about like Angel Reese. Like B- Blake Wesley to me, and maybe because he's just like not that dude yet, walks that line of like. I'm going to still, like, bump you, be arrogant, do these things, and dunk on you and try to make plays, but I'm not going to get to this place where I'm, like, boasting. 
but I'm going to like show you up if I need to. I'm going to be in there. Like he's, he's like one of those guys that's like that, that, that to me is the type of style that I would want. Like, in a yeah, there's not what well, you, you had said that in a previous episode where there's the, there's no more, we got rid of the bullies or was it, we got rid of the goons and now the bullies yeah. are taking over. Like we like, no, you're not going to score no more. And yeah. if I can't stop you, here's my elbow to your back. Yeah. Know that you just can't come in here and score 70 on me, right? Yeah. And there there is none of that. And, I, and again, going back to the previous episode, um like I don't like that, you know, these guys get together in the off season, right? <laughs> they like, "Okay, we're going to have this Nike thing, all of us are in the yeah. Nike." Yeah, that we're over fun. here. Yeah, it's crazy to me. So, I think that I mean, again, Maybe like we're old heads. We talked about you being really old <laughs> earlier. Did we? <laughs> and uh, so maybe it's just being old heads, and that's just not you know. Maybe it's just the way it is right now. But like I would say, this like Giannis ain't like that. Like Giannis. Okay. Yeah. So I want to bring up this subject. Is is Giannis now like to me? He seems almost like he's moving into villain mode. Like he seems like a. Sorry, but he seems like an asshole. Yeah, and no, he's yeah, yeah. The asses around him long enough, of course, he's gonna be one, right? <laughs> like, why is, why is the asses getting so many strays lately? And not just by us, we're just added to it. But when he got introduced in last night's game, the freaking announcer was like, "Uh oh, we're setting up the white flags. The game is over. The asses is checking in." And I was like, "Oh, that is uncalled for." It, yeah, and then that move, the thing that also disgusted me more than the move and the celebration was how much uh, Giannis is, like, running up the, and down the, like, court as if it's, like, a pickup game. It's, a, it's his brother. Like, he's, yeah, no, let man. him be. Let him be happy for his brother, okay? He also nah. got robbed, robbed, like, I want to say about a week and a half ago. He put on another move, and, like, the ref was just, like... So, like, there's no way he did this. Like, he called, like, traveling or double dribble, which it, it wasn't. When you look back at replay, it was just a really good. Like, he's in his Lou William bag right now, okay? Like, he he's out here just practicing in his garage. I can see, like, the now he's like, boop, boop, boop. When I get in those last two minutes, boop, 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 I'm going to bust this out. And, uh, so I mean, let Giannis be happy for his brother, okay? We all know, like, he's a... The Nas, the Nas is a Nepo baby, and uh, just yeah. let him be proud dad. Let him be proud dad. So, speaking of Nepo babies, where do you think you? I wanted you were sharing with me the your conspiracy theory for Bronny when he comes out. Tell everybody where you think Bronny is going to be going based on the subliminals. Well, I think what is going on, Bronny. Like, if he were to come out this year, like. In reality, if his name was other than James, like he may be a second round player or a free agent, right? I don't say like he he got hurt, right? No, not hurt. Well, his heart like failed, and so he hasn't. Uh, he started late in the game, and in, in the season, I mean, he hasn't played a lot of minutes yet. He's not really putting like he's just not. He's not that top dude, and so he's. Maybe a reality like a second round player. All that being said, the subliminals that are being put out right now by Goat James is he may be next year 
which he has a player option out of his contract. Uh-huh. LeBron James to New York with first round pick New York Knicks drafting Bronny. If look, this is my to me that would be can you imagine LeBron James goes to Miami, wins them a championship. Mm-hmm. Goes to Cleveland, wins them a championship. Goes to L.A., wins them a champion. Like, he's not going to catch Jordan and get six, right? Or he can't do, you know, six for six. But if he can go to four different franchises, win a championship in L.A. and New York, those big, huge markets, and he can literally just say, wherever I go, a championship happens, right? And New York is set up. New York is straight out balling right now. I, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they're in the Eastern Conference Championships this year. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, really? Brunson is baller. Like, he should be in the MVP race. They, Definitely did not. His, his ceiling would be this high. Yeah, they they. I think they might have even won the NBA trade deadline. New York did. Like, they're yeah. just making moves and moves and moves. Um, Like, it's set up for LeBron to come in and, and win the chip there. And they've also done what you would hope, like, what I think everybody on every franchise, like, fan would hope is that your franchise gets rid of dead weight, which is exactly what the Knicks done, which is usually they pick up dead weight, but actually have seemed like a functioning franchise. Um, and they have, you know, OG Ananobi, they got Julius Randle, they got Mitchell Robinson, all those guys hurt, but right. not, like, seriously hurt they're gonna come back and be back at some point so you know they're and their future's still pretty bright i i could see lebron being in the big city market of new york in that way i think there's like we're talking about the, the nfl not being dumb and knowing how to make more money lebron's not dumb and knows how to make more money yeah and there's no more money to be made than being in new york city which Here's what I say. As long as long as it's a player option, right? I think they did a good job, like not trying to trade for him, right? Like, don't blow up your team to get LeBron. No, not at all. You, he just needs to be added, right? And if you got to make room for him somehow, yeah. do not get rid of your big core players because he's not going to win it for you, right? Uh, but if you can keep this core of players, keep the majority of this team next year, and add a LeBron James in the East, which is not as good as the West. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see him doing that. And they finally, maybe finally, like LeBron can just rest since he can't rest over here in LA with AD always being hurt. Uh, stuff like that. LA just picked up uh, Spencer Dinwiddie off of waivers. Yeah, um, another shooter, right? Yeah, That's another shooter. Good. So, I mean, they, they could still be in it. But yeah, I can see LeBron. Let's get into it. So, uh, just go to NBA midseason altogether, right? We had we had the trade deadline uh, two days ago. Uh, the big ones that I saw with Patrick Beverly going to the Bucks, even though I think, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, they needed more defense, and that's exactly what you're talking about. Perimeter uh, defender, uh, just an attitude changer uh, on that team. Like that, that's that's a good pickup for them. Um, you got uh, Buddy Hill going to the Sixers. I like that. I like that move. Um, you have brought it up, and I didn't even realize that Adams from OKC going to the Rockets. 
Um, yeah. Giving them the uh, veteran, like they're an up-and-coming team. Like they don't even, they're not in the playoff race right now, but you can see that that team is coming, right? That team. Yep. Uh, that they. Who was going to get uh, Umi Udoka? Right. This year. Yeah. To like rein in all that young talent that's like still right. kind of. And adding an Adams, like uh, he's not, you know, he's straight and narrow. All the stuff that's happened to to Memphis with them like just going crazy, to me, a big part of it was it didn't really start exploding until he got hurt and he was no longer in that locker room. Yep. Right? Last year he got hurt and he was no longer in that locker room. And I felt like he was the glue that kept everything together. And for yep. he, he'll be able to do that. Nobody because NBA players – like they like this dude, right? They got much respect. They got some fear of him. They talk about how strong he is, yeah. how big he is. Like he don't mess around. He's a monster, and he's a voice of reason. He's mature. He's humble. Like he's all the things you want in a locker room. Yeah, absolutely. And then just a couple other trades. You got Siakam to go to the Pacers. That that to me, that's the biggest trade that we've seen so far. Yeah, you Out think of so? Them, I think the Siakam to Indiana with Halliburton. Uh, it looks like Miles Turner is playing better. Like they, people need to pay attention because remember that Rick Carlisle's over there. Right, he's a good Rick coach. Carlisle, right? NBA like, champ. Most out of what he's got there. Yeah, and then you got I'd say the last one that kind of made a big deal was Hayward to the Thunder. Um, I don't know, like he, uh-huh. he's he's there for veteran presence. I don't know. He's not really there, but I, I don't see him as a leader type. Like like we talk about Adams, like I don't see him as that. Of course not. But he, you know what? Who what he's there for? He's there to make sure Josh Giddy don't chase any teenagers anymore. That's what Gordon Hayward is there for. <laughs> Gordon Hayward is the like nice, good guy. Like you don't got to chase teens in order to have fun in this life. Did you see I want to say it was two weeks ago one of his teammates from OKC was getting honored at his high school? No. Oh no. Yeah, uh, no. Like one of his teammates was getting honored at high school. The whole team went. Except yeah. for Josh Giddy. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> but it was like, no, Giddy, you stay home. You cannot control yourself around these high school girls. Uh, you are sick today. You are right? sick. You're not coming out. We're not getting that headline. Yeah. So, um, anyway, let's look at these standings real quick um, that that are kind of surprising here. If you look at it, you've got – let's go to Eastern Conference right now. Uh, you've got Boston at one. That's not surprising. But you got Cleveland at two, 34-16. Milwaukee Bucks is at three. We talked about the Knicks. They're – Four Philly at five Pacers at six. Five, but that's that Embiid injury. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got uh, Heat, Orlando, and uh, Chicago and Atlanta, kind of in that last little tier for the playoffs. Uh, what is surprising you most that they're out of the East, and who do you got? If you had to call it right now, who's in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh. Prior to the Beverly move, I would have said, well, actually, I think the Beverly move only makes Milwaukee's chances, like, much, much stronger. And at the same time, they still got Doc Rivers, which that doesn't seem to be working, right? Like, at least we're starting out. Like, and this is me, hey, obviously. Hey, Doc Rivers is the head coach for the Eastern Conference All-Stars, okay? So, I don't know what you're talking about. He's earned that yeah. spot. Which, 
which is such a like how disappointing for the league to not like be more selective in that to say I don't like, even, hey, but why give it to the second seed coach? Why is that? I don't even understand why it's him. It's because it's whoever is first place in the East. Yeah, but then it would be Boston. I think it was Milwaukee at the the halfway mark, like the 42 game mark. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Milwaukee's six and a half games back. Milwaukee's six and a half games back. Yeah, but they've probably fallen in that time since they fired the coach and got Doc Rivers. I mean, yeah. I don't know what Doc Rivers is right now, but he started one and four. Yeah. And so he's probably got about another three to four games under his belt since that marker. But, I mean, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not what you fire a first. Because remember, they, they were in first place when they fired that coach. Yeah. So, you know, like how embarrassing if they like take a tumble. But that's probably what's most shocking to me is that Cleveland is that far um far up, but Cleveland plays fast. Yeah. And they take advantage and they've got some like real ballers. They got Karis Levert on that team, um, who like is up and down but is still a legitimate shooter. Um they got Jared Allen that plays that like they got guys that just overperform. But in the biggest thing, you know who's like just consistently so disappointing to me is the Atlanta Hawks. Not that I expected them to be like a top team, but like your tenth with that backcourt. Yeah, ever since they made that the Eastern Conference surprise, everybody made the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they had expectations, and then it just fell yeah. right after that. Even getting Dejounte, who they were who they were trying to get rid of, uh, but I don't think anybody was trying to uh, give up. Yeah, nobody was trying to pick up that contract. Nobody was trying to give up anything for that. Like, I think it's all that team is going to blow up at the end of this year. Uh, Absolutely. To, to me, so who do you, who do you got in the Eastern Conference Finals? Sorry, yes. Uh, so at this point, I would go Milwaukee and Boston. I am a little concerned that Doc Rivers will jinx that. You, I know I told you that, like, as soon as we found out, I was like, they'll be out in the second round. Um but you, you mentioned somebody at four. Who's at four right now? Is that still the Knicks? That's the Knicks, yeah. So, you know, back to your earlier point, I, you're right. I think I could see them, if these guys come back healthy, I could see the Knicks making it to the Eastern Conference Final if they make the right matchups. Yeah, yeah. It, it all, to me, it depends what kind of shape Embiid comes back in, in the East. Um, yes. The To me, the surprising team in the East would probably be the Magic, and they're at the eighth right now. Yeah. Right. Um, nobody thought that that they would be up here, uh, but they've got young guys, and they they'll be battling. So I like I like that too. As far as surprise, I mean, you 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 hit on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nobody, I didn't definitely didn't have them second in the West, um, but they are balling right now. They're nine out of their last ten. Uh, so they're on a streak right now. Boston just to be just seems to be consistent. Like they're just yeah. To me they're they're you know, they're the number 1 seed and they're just coasting right now. Like Yeah. They did They did have that bad loss against the the Lakers the other day uh where they got their butts kicked. Butts kicked and LeBron or AD didn't play that game. So they they do have those type of games in them, but I feel like they're just in neutral. So to me, I have Boston, of course, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's going to come between 
Milwaukee and the Knicks. Unless Embiid can come back and just be MVP Embiid. But I don't think that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you pick Milwaukee. I'll pick the Knicks. I got Boston and the Knicks um, going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, let's talk about the West. The West is just dominant. Like, the West, it seems like we've been, it's been like this for years and decades and decades. The West is just so much better than the Eastern Conference to me. Uh, but you, we do have two, like, teams at the top of the West that we would not have said at the beginning of the year. You've got, right now, let's go through. Minnesota's the number one seed. You've got the OKC Thunder, who's only half a game back. Um, from the Timberwolves, they're at second. The LA Clippers are one game back uh, from the first spot, and they're at third. You got the defending NBA champs, uh, Denver Nuggets, a game and a half behind the number one seed. That's the four seed. You've got Phoenix, who seems to be, you know, finally figuring it out with Bill there. They're the fifth seed. The Kings are the sixth seed. And then you have. Pelicans, Mavericks, the Lakers we talked about in the ninth, and the Jazz at the tenth. Um, and even that, like, there's only ten games between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, everything is just so close there. Uh, what are your surprise teams? What teams do you like? Um, not name the Spurs. And who do you uh, see? Who do you see in the Western Conference Finals? I think both Minnesota and OKC, although I, I thought I had going into the season more faith in OKC putting it together than Minnesota just because of what we had seen from Minnesota before this year. And they got that new coach, and I'm sure he's going to be up for coach of the year um, because I thought, like, ah, they're too messy, right, as a team and, like, as a chemistry. But I'm, I'm telling you this, at some point in his career, uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be MVP. He will be MVP at some point in his career. He's going to get at least one. Yeah. Um, Edwards is just to call back. Like, Edwards is a dog. I talk about a dog and who, who's not like we're mess around. He will take it personal. He's not friends with everybody in the league. He takes it personal when things happen to him. And he's just, he can jump out the gym. Yeah. He's just, all, yeah. I'm with it. He's, he, a, I'm a fan. He's on the rise to become possibly my favorite player in the league. Yeah. He's already up there for me. Like, he's in my. Like, if I'm building a team in the NBA right now, I think he's going to be in my starting five. Um, but that Minnesota team, I think, and OKC are going to be too inexperienced um, with not enough, like, veteran leadership. And even though Rudy Gobert is, like, a longtime veteran, Rudy Gobert is still Rudy Gobert. And so he's not a He's the absolute worst in the playoffs. Absolute worst. He's, he's James Harden level bad in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a team that before this year, I was like, how are you not contending with that front court? Like, I was just talking about the Hawks backcourt. How do you have this front court and not compete? Um, but I do think that, let's say, for example, um, depending on shuffling or how, like, things play out, right, I think that uh, I could see, like, a six-seed Phoenix team um, taking out uh, let's say a three seed OKC team. Um, and so for me, I think in the West, I still have Denver. I think Denver is not really firing on all cylinders, but uh, one concern, just the way the Sixers have with Embiid is that Jokic went down last night and had to leave the game. I didn't um, even see that. 
and uh, he hurt his back. Oh, and like no. we know this for basketball players, knees and back are not yeah. the thing you're ha- your guy worrying about. So I hate to say this, but I could see it being let's say Jokic come back, I said, then I'll have Denver in there against anybody. But unfortunately, what I could possibly be seeing based on inexperience and if a Jokic is not at a hundred, I could see a Clippers Suns Western Conference Finals. And every guy on those teams disgusts me. You would I saw a uh, the other day. I was like, oh my God. Like I it made me feel gross. Like I, I was like a little upset. Like like and by upset I mean like angry when I saw it. And I was like, yo, you know who would be much angrier than me? Is you. And it was <laughs> a picture of Harden and Kawhi laughing together. Uh, and I was just like grossed out and like upset. Like I, I was like, what is this feeling? Like it was this weird, like I like I didn't <laughs> know how to control it and i was like oh louis would hate this and i yo no lie i took a screenshot of it and i <laughs> sent it to you but i was like nah, i'm not gonna piss you yeah you're just gonna save it like, you're gonna save it until i was gonna for your birthday actually but i was like nah 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah that that thing is like now pierced in my memory and i do think that those two teams could end up playing for it at the end. And hopefully, you know, I could see them also beating each other up enough, or not beating each other up enough, but getting each other tired enough in a seven-game series that whoever yeah. comes out of it loses in the finals to Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. that I mean, those playoffs are going to be killer. Because you, I mean, if, if it was broken down right now, you have the Pelicans and Mavericks. Oh, I'm rooting for That's my, my secret team. Is it? The, yeah. That's who I root for. Pelicans and Mavericks uh, for playing, and then the Lakers and the Jazz with the play-in to play-in <laughs> game. Uh, but then you would have—I mean, literally—you would have OKC versus the Pelicans in the first round, Minnesota versus Dallas in the first round. Yep, I can see that. Dallas, I can see Kyrie playing for a series the Clippers <laughs> Clippers and Kings right now would be a first round matchup and then the Nuggets and Suns would be a yep. first round like I, those Western Conference playoffs are going to be nuts um, and look at where like you're talking about where the Lakers are at yeah now they're going to get Dinwiddie and then it's going to also be the fourth quarter of the season you know they're going to like all start turning up I could see an eight seeded Lakers team take out a number one seeded Minnesota team oh Okay. Like, I can see that happening just, again, based on, like, playoff experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I, I don't hate that take. Um, anyway, my breakdown of the West, uh, I think the best team in, in basketball right now is the Clippers. Yeah. I think they're the best team. They're the hottest team. Uh, sorry, got interrupted by Selena Velasquez right there. Um, her iPad's gonna die, and so yeah, we we heard it was yeah. very oh. clear. Oh, okay. I was okay. gonna, say, I, I was gonna say you actually like it, it was so clear. It sounded like we were recording her specifically to say that line. So that <laughs> line has to come up at some point. Like that might be how we end our shows from now on. <laughs> My iPad's gonna of die. The amount of times that our devices have died when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, for so real. Actually, might need to be put in. Put in. Every- I'll, I'll I'll record it. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, I think the Clippers—they're uh, what seven, eight and two—the last ten games. 
Um, yeah, no, they, and they they're like the the only thing that will get in the Clippers' way is themselves and injury. All right, and how about, really good yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have Kawhi who's obviously always hurt. You have George who always obviously hurt. Harden, um, not only does he get hurt, but who is he going to be in the playoffs? Uh, you know, he he obviously is a horrible. We talk about Rudy Gobert. He's maybe one of the worst playoff players in the history of basketball who is a superstar um, or quote unquote superstar. So but I see I see the Clippers in the Western Conference. And I think it's going to like I think the Nuggets will will be right there. So I'll go. I got Clippers Nuggets in the Western Conference and I have Boston, New York. And fuck, Clippers, Boston, NBA. That's your finals. I think so. Like I, I hate to say Clippers because you like we just yeah. like something's gonna happen. It's kind of like the picking the Cowboys, right? Something is gonna happen, and yeah, I just thought that's I, gonna I happen. Unless we're talking to what I mentioned about Jokic, but. If, if they're all healthy, I think I still got to go with Denver because I think they'll find a way just because Jokic is just – I st- so, actually, we'll get into that in a second. But aside from that, I am I have the Clippers right behind them. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you have as, at this point, MVP of the league? Ooh. That, like, if, if Jokic would care, like, I think it would be his. If Embiid wouldn't get hurt all the time, it would definitely be his. But I think right now, who's got a good shot, and if they can keep this streak alive, is Shea. Yeah, well, see, exactly. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, Shea is... Might actually be up there, yeah. Yeah, I think Shea could take it right now. If he can keep this trajectory, if they can keep winning, there, there should not be a reason why he's not it. Yeah, no, his his contribution to that team is where why they're second in the West. And I don't know that – I mean, you think about the people that are on that Western Conference all-star team starting lineup. Yeah. And those are, like, future Hall of Famers. Bro, he's only and 25 years old. Yeah. But you have him in that list, and it's like, whoa, like, this guy's already this good at this young – and amongst this group of guys that are already going to be in, like he might be that next guy. Yeah, that he's to- averaging. He's at 30, oh, no. 31 points a game. Oh, five. He's, he's got in the league, right? Is What's he, that? Is he, is he leading the league in scoring? Um, is he going to win the score? <laughs> he might. Let's let's take a look. Let's see what old Google has to say about that. Because oh. you know, with him, I think like. You take them out of that lineup, and I don't know that they're winning many games at all. Yeah, and that's just. But to me, having him on that in that lineup make is puts a stamp on not only uh, yep his play, but Wemby being uh, rookie of the year. Like I know, well, this is the thing. Do you have Wemby as rookie of the year? Yeah, I don't. You don't have Wemby as rookie of the year? No. What are you talking about, bro? Who's who's? This is the thing. I, I it, they're neck and neck, and I think part of it is that 
I think Wemby right now is is turning it on in a way that like we're seeing way more point production. And he's also does he lead the league in blocks? He does lead the league in blocks. Yeah, he does. He's got he's three point one. I was and, looking uh, like he's almost I was trying to see um where he at like historically because he's got like a hundred and hundred I think fifty eight total blocks or something. Because I saw yeah. a stat the other day where they were like, uh, Rudy Gobert won uh, Defensive Player of the Year with 75 yes. blocks and like 52 steals or something. And yeah. Victor already like, so, already yeah, so bad, like by double on both of those. I think that's the thing, too, that it depends on, because we're looking at those numbers, but it's also got to look at uh, like PER and when we're looking at, uh, to me, it's minutes. Because he hasn't been anywhere close to 30 minutes a game. Yeah, he's that, out. He's 24, 25 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, well, what do you think about him, right? Because I guess because like he's not putting up crazy numbers. And they were like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, he's he's the guy. Like, it's not. I'm not even worried. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you know he only plays. And I said that. I was like, he plays only like 25 minutes a game. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah. And they were like, wait a minute. And I was like, uh-huh. He's already doing that in just 25 minutes. Yeah. So my pro- like, oh. my problem is that, you know, I already got a problem with Pop, but, like, Pop is going to be like that forever. And he's no. never going to get those numbers. Well, I don't think he's going to be like this on the minutes after the season. He was like that with the minutes with Tim. He was like that with the minutes with Tony. He was like that with the minutes with Manu. No, 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 but not at 25. Yeah. They, no, with they Tony, were like yeah. There, there's they a, were like, no, 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 no. They were like that with, with Tim and Tony in like the 30-minute mark, and that was when they were like already 10 years in. Like Tony Parker, there's that clip, right, that you've seen with like Tony Parker, and he's like, I'm 29 years old. But yeah. Tony Parker was, was 16 years old, right? So like chill like that's like 13 years of him playing where you have to be like all right let me do i want this guy to play till he's 35 or do i want him to die next year yeah yeah and i think that after this year you're gonna see 30 and 30 plus minutes which is still low right for a game. and we're gonna see close to 30 point production um but in that original question it's Embiid and luca who lead the league in scoring and then shay gilchus alexander yeah. So let let's move on, bro. We we about an hour into the show already. We it's been all NBA talk. Um, it is Super Bowl weekend. The Super Bowl is tomorrow. It's just the day uh, today, Saturday. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Before we get into the Super Bowl, I want to go down. We have yet to talk about the NFL coaching hires. Um, there has been, there were seven, I think it was, coaching availabilities. Our Tennessee Titans uh, hired Brian Callahan. Um, we haven't really talked about it. Um, what are your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans pickup and the direction that they're, they, should, they look to be going in? I'm very happy that it's an offensive guy. That's number one. Uh, the fact that he's an offensive coach is really all that mattered to me. Like I wanted, well, not all that mattered to me, but 
I wanted a person who was like offensive oriented that we knew that the direction of the team in, cause we know that, right. It's like that the head coach is going to lean towards whatever side of the ball they originally coached. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he's more on the, on a, uh, that he is on the offensive side of the ball mattered to me. And so that makes me hopeful that he's going to do the right thing in communicating with the GM as to pushing the agenda on what types of personnel the team should have. And coming from where he's coming from, that makes me feel really good that that type of offensive thinking is the direction that we would be going in as opposed to what has always been kind of a Tennessee um, ground and pound offensive system. Is this who you wanted? I I would imagine you were disappointed. Um, no, no. I w- I would say I was disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm like you. Like I'm good with an offensive coach. He he actually said Brian Callahan, and I totally agree with him. Anytime like you fire a coach, like you usually are looking for the total opposite of what you yeah. just got rid of, and so we did that. Um, I'm excited that. What what seems to me is that he already like his assistant coaches are already much better than our assistant coaches were, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. He hired the, the staff as a whole. Yeah, is much the better. staff is coming together. I think I still think we need a a, a special teams coach. Um, but the he the number one uh, available defensive uh, coordinator uh, position or coaching up and coming was like kind of like a D'Amico Ryan's we hired uh Ward coach Ward I think his last name is um he's coming in and I love that hire I love that hire because when you talk about the Titans defense we we have been getting smoked as far as DBs yep. for a very long time we've been struggling our secondary had been struggling for a very last time. And his last two years in coaching, he coached uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. The, he was a defensive back coach, passing game coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles two years ago. Um, they were the number one team against the pass that year. Last year, he was with Baltimore, D, same position, uh, DB's coach, and uh, uh, passing coordinator last year. Baltimore, or this season currently, Baltimore was number one against the pass. So bringing that type of dude in, the fact that he was the number one player, uh, I mean the number one uh, position coach as far as the defense, uh, defensive coordinator that all the teams were wanting, and he chose Tennessee, that's something out of the Like, he actually chose yeah, yeah, yeah. us. The number one guy chose us. So I, I, I like that. I like Brian Callahan. Uh he even came out like he's going to call the place. And so um, I don't mind that. Right. I like the fact that he's got, um, you know, maybe he has T. Higgins in his back pocket there. Uh, coaching yeah, yeah, him yeah. the last couple of years. T. Higgins came out this this week and said, um, you know, I would love to go home. I'd love to be with family. And I love the fact that, you know, somebody that knows me and I know him. Oh. Uh, there we go. There we go. I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah, he said that. So, no, I'm excited. The The thing that I am excited for is uh, this week uh, the Titans uh, podcast. was a Titans podcast I listened to, and they they talked to uh, Ron Carthon, the GM, 
and they talked to uh, uh, was his Brinker. Um, I think he's uh, president of operations. The first time that this organization has ever had a president of operations. And then talking to him, Brinker, that to me was really interesting. Um, it's kind of a, we thought he was like, they asked him about analytics and all this stuff. And then what is the backbone of, of Rand Carthon and this guy? He was like, look, the Tennessee Titans were so far behind. So far behind the analytical department. I almost, uh, he's like, this is like start like a startup company. That's how I'm approaching it here is, is a startup company when it comes to the analytical department of, of football. And it's like, it's just like, duh. Like, we're finally coming to age of today's NFL, right? We are finally gonna, going to do that. Um, I mean, like, you know, I love Derrick Henry, and I hope we re-sign him. But uh, stopping the run and 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 running the ball all the time just, you know, is the, was not going to get us over there. I, yeah, agreed. I mean, obviously Derrick Henry by himself was not the answer, and I just said this to somebody on Friday, is that at the beginning of the end was trading A.J. Brown. And that does not create a situation because you had it. If you keep AJ Brown, even though we still had a quarterback situation that we didn't like, you still could have probably pulled a quarterback to come here in free agency or to trade for. And now when, once they did that, like that went out the window. Now, one thing that I, I also brought up too in that same breath was that we still have a year of Deandre Hopkins. So if this coach, you know, I think I feel like, I think whatever happens with Deandre Hopkins tells us the direction of the team. Right. It's either we're rebuilding or we're not. And DeAndre Hopkins, if he leaves, that means we're rebuilding. If he stays, that means that they somehow convinced him to be like, this year is worth your time because there's a chance we can win because of certain things that we're going to do with personnel. And I'm just hoping that, which I do like the fact that the GM seems very unapologetic with the things that he does. And I appreciate that because that means that, that he is going to like, he's going to go full on out and do whatever he's got to do to win. Where guys that are like kind of being political or democratic are trying to hold their jobs because they know these like bad things are coming or that like they're unsure of whether their decisions are going to pan out. But I'll, it's going to be really, really hard for me to see Derrick Henry somewhere else. So I'm really hoping that day like. does not come. Because I I do think that he's still got plenty of yeah I like, think so too I think so up. too, um, and I'm with you. It's gonna be hard. Like oh. he, I'm telling you this right now. If we end up like being eliminated or losing a playoff game, and by eliminate I mean in the regular season, mm-hmm. right? We lose out on the division or making a playoff spot, or we lose in a playoff game that's against him. Oh. I'm never gonna. Well, that's what like. Forgive the time. He's going. He's gonna go to a team that we hate. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. Because it's it's gonna. He lives in Dallas. Okay, that concerns me. In the off season, uh, yeah, he lives in Dallas. Good. That that's concerns me. Um, Buffalo's been rumored. Why'd you tell me that? You should have never said that. To me. Buffalo's been rumored, and Baltimore's been rumored. Right. And it, it seems like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those three teams, 
Like, go to the Chargers, bro. Like, go somewhere. <laughs> Just Yeah, please. Go. Please go to the West somewhere. Coast. So we're go to the Eagles. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even care. They're they're all trying to be Tennessee Titans, anyways. All right, go Very to the true. Eagles. That's fine. But just don't go to those three teams, which is probably going to happen, and is going to be depressing. Um, let's let's go over these these hires real quick. I just want to see what you think of uh, good good or not. So you have the Atlanta Falcons. To me, was surprising. Out of nowhere, Raheem Morris comes in and sweeps up. Uh, this job when they were it looked like they were linked up to Bill Belichick, but Raheem Moore not only being African American coach, but being an African American coach that got a second chance is crazy. Yeah, right, absolutely. And and the fact that he's in Atlanta is gonna be good. Yeah, him, yeah, it's good. I like that hire. I I really like that hire. Um. So and then who else got hired? Carolina Panthers. Uh, got Dave Canales. Shout out to him. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm a little worried. It's a, it's a setup. Yeah, sure. it seems like it is. It may be, but nobody nobody was going to take that job, right? Nobody True. who who is Which established. Is why I'm yeah, but look at Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's had a, a yeah, long and that's career. I feel that feels like it, like Ron Rivera had to leave, so we had to get one Latin guy in there. And so Dave Canales gets a job, but nobody else like it had to be a coordinator like that. There's nobody. Interesting that Carolina likes Latinos. It's odd to me. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's see who else got hired here. Um, oh, Mike Zimmer went to the Cowboys. Yeah, Mike Zimmer is now the defensive, defensive coordinator, coordinator for the Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. Now that um, Quinn left. Quinn left to. Right. Uh, Quinn left in, uh, to, to Washington. the Washington. Antonio Pierce goes to the Raiders. Jim Harbaugh goes to yep, the Chargers. Yeah, that's a big. And he sport. seems to be completely in love with his now starting quarterback. Well, yeah, of course, who would it? In, in Jesus Christ! Would it be? And also at the same time, what a great move! And still seems in like college recruiter mode to be like just bigging up this guy and saying his name over and over and over. Um, the, uh, I think the Chargers can make something really important. One of the things I wanted to bring up about that, which I, I don't know if this is rumor or not, I think it's actually a fact, is that in Harbaugh's contract, mm-hmm. he has it in his contract with the Chargers, a stipulation he made sure they wrote in that he is allowed to sign Colin Kaepernick if he sees fit. Oh, 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 oh please. And, we, and so for folks that don't know, this isn't like a political move. Colin Kaepernick went to the Super Bowl with yeah, Harbaugh. Oh, yeah, Last time yeah, Harbaugh yeah. was here in the NFL with the 49ers. If he are, can pull right? that off. What? If bro? he can pull that off. Am I going to be a Charger fan? Like, I might be. I am. I might be a Charger yeah. fan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't, you know what? Actually, I'll say this. I'm not going to become a Charger fan. I'll become a Harbaugh fan. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. And um, and and so, you know, that was, I thought, really shocking and interesting and important to me and, and like, important for football. Like, the fact that this man was like, no, this isn't my deal. Like, mm-hmm. you want me? You can get me. And you, we knew everybody wanted him. <laughs> but, like, when you're gonna, comes. I have full reign to do this. Yeah. And yeah. So the, 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 the contract wasn't that he was gonna sign him, but just that he is doesn't have to ask anybody or go through anything right, to sign right. him. The ownership is even that, if that even if like because I don't know, it's been so long. He he may not have it anymore. 
right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him on the staff. Yeah. Yo, put him on the staff. Staff even bigger. Oh. Even bigger than him bringing yes. a player on the field. Yeah, to, yeah. To make him a staff. All right, so we've got Jared Mayo. We I, we talked about this before. The show Jared Mayo going to the the New England Patriots. Um, here's here's what I find funny. Uh, going through these coaching changes and and the, what got Mike Vrabel fired is um, the offensive coordinator. Uh, last year for the uh, Tennessee Titans got hired Tim Kelly with the New York Giants as their tight ends coach tight ends coach okay that is why you're fired Vrabel that is why you're on the sideline and not coaching this year you've got Mike McDonald the defense coordinator from the uh, Baltimore Ravens the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks and yeah I think that's all of them I think that's all. To me, what stands out, and I really want to get into here, is Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel not having a job. It looks like Mike Vrabel might go be an assistant head coach at Wisconsin, I think, in the last room I heard a couple days ago. Um, and we like another thing that we've talked about before, and I'll just say here, um, it's a new age. Right. And yeah. how to connect to these players is totally different than it was old school. It's not old you can't coach old school yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think to me personally, I think that's a, a had to do a lot with Bill Belichick not getting hired. Um, of course. He just he's not he, you can't be that hard ass anymore. It's just not what what this league has, has evolved to. Yeah, yeah. Is is Belichick do you think Belichick is the type of guy to take a job midseason, yeah, yeah, like in a firing situation. Uh, like, like yeah, when I we think, just saw I think if Adrian he didn't Griffin. have if he didn't have any connection with whoever got fired, then yeah. Because yeah. I would think that Mike McCarthy <laughs> is on the short leash, and and I believe that uh, Jerry Jones has come out and said that he could find a way to make it work with Belichick. He won't be able to make it work. I know, but I want to see that movie. I want to see that show, <laughs> Louie. I want to see that whole thing fall apart. Yeah, I want to see that place I crumble. agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> that would be great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... Um, also, like, just going to Vrabel, like, he had a good rapport with the, with the, uh, uh, with the players in Tennessee. So I wouldn't even say that. Mm-hmm. But... Listening to Ron Carton this week when he was talking about moving forward with his new coach, he was like, um, there's a difference between scouting the same time and then scouting together. Right. So to me, it was a hit at Vrabel. Say that again. Scouting the same time. Scouting at the same time. Got it. As opposed to scouting together. Right, yes. and he—that's what he kind of felt what was going on. Vrabel's over there scouting over here. I'm over here in my office scouting, and we're not really doing it together and seeing it on the same page. He, he also the Brinker, the the president of operations. He said we also want to be tough without uh, demeaning players, right? And so, um, I I took that as a shot at Vrabel. Um, because even when players are out there trying to defend 
Vrabel like a Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan was like, I can't believe he doesn't have a job. Um, he was great with the players. We loved him. Um, and then he went on to tell a story of how he he got demeaned, and he he's like, I signed my contract, and he trashed me in front of the players, and I felt bad, and I was down and out for like a week because he just kept coming at me and coming at me. But he's a really good coach, right? And I was just like, you're just saying that. Like, that's just exactly what he what the president's talking. We're not going to demean players and put them down because um, that's just not what the oh, organization. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's, so Vrabel wanted everything. He wanted the Bill Belichick thing. He wanted to control everything. He wanted the GM part. He wanted to be in charge of that. Uh, to me is the reason why he's not coaching, along with not having, like, who are you going to go you, when you're interviewing with the Atlanta Falcons, you're saying I'm bringing Tim Bowen with me as my offensive coordinator, who is now the tight ends coach for the New York Giants, right? You just don't have all that. Um, and so I think it was a big reality check. I I thought he was a top coach, but it's just interesting to me that those two who I thought was and we we talked about this show uh, that Vrabel was the number one coaching hire after he got fired, and then Bill Belichick. Got fired and was like, oh, well, he took over. And it's just crazy to me that they're both not on teams this year. I agree. And also, like, we also talked about this before, is that, like, you have to – there's certain – like you're talking about right now with players, but, like, certain coaching personalities have to fit particularly the stars, right? And I – which – I want to also say this quickly, is that I think they picked Doc Rivers because they knew that – Doc Rivers would not get in Giannis's way. That's personally why I think Rivers is the guy for them. But I think that what most teams know and what you've been saying all along is that like teams know that these guys want a certain sense of control and to run things in a particular way where they are at the top of and they are not going like you can't necessarily do things with them. You're going to do things for them and you got stars right now in the league that like also have just like incredible agents and agency to be able to just be like, just trade me or like, I'm just going to leave at the end of this deal. Or I'm not going to sign a long-term deal because unless you go get another coach, um, which I, I want to actually move into like one coach of the year this year in the NFL awards is Stefanski winning coach of the year. Who was your coach of the year? I think you already know who. Uh, yeah, is. I, I, I'm, I think I'm agreeing to this. It should have been D'Amico Ryan's. Um, like yeah. I get, I get the part where Stefanski wins it because what he had like four different quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and you know, getting Flacco off the off the couch to come and go make it to the playoff. But going into the season. But those two teams played in the in the playoffs, right? Yeah, like they yeah, barely yeah. made it in. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're dealing with kind of similar situations in, in like rookies and a new coach. This is not a new coach. He's been with that organization. He's still got the top one of the top defenses in the league. That's what I was like. Like going into going into this season, I think they were expected to make the playoff, right? I think they yeah, they had expectations of winning that division. Um, so like he didn't he really also lost bring Chubb, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, they didn't really bring them up. I think obviously, obviously, nobody saw the Houston Texans being this good with the Rick, like brand new system, brand new everything. And for Domingo Ryan's to do what he just did, yeah, I think he got snubbed. And hopefully, he gets snubbed some more. And hopefully, they, uh, you know, they have a horrible next couple of years <laughs> because hey, the Houston <laughs> Texans, I don't see that happening. 
But, yeah, I mean, they should have gotten Offensive Rookie of the Year, what they got with C.J. Stroud. Uh, they got Defensive Rookie of the Year, what they got with Will Anderson. Uh, and they should also have went home with uh, Coach of the Year. On to uh, Lamar Jackson. MVP. Is Lamar Jackson the MVP? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's the MVP. Now, doesn't matter anymore. Right? As far as what? As far like it's he hasn't done anything in the playoffs, right? And so MVP is a regular season award. It's a quarterback award, right? And that's what I say. Yeah. yeah, obviously, if it wasn't just a quarterback award, I probably would give it to McCaffrey, right? As, yeah. as being the the only reason that I want to like defend against that of like it doesn't matter is because he did get a playoff win. If he wouldn't have won any games. Right, like if he would have lost in that second round game after getting the bye, then that'd be one thing. But he did get a win; it was a convincing win. And then he obviously loses to again, who is could possibly be end up being the goat, the goat in Patrick Mahomes. But you know, and an all time also like great coach in Andy Reid, right? Yeah. But to me, I wasn't sure if. There's like to you, was there anybody else close for MVP? No, I don't think so. I think because okay. Patrick Mahomes had a down year. Yep. Allen had a down year. Um, and it was really what battling Brock Purdy, and, you know, who's and it's only going to be a, a quarterback, right? Like, it yeah, it's be only going to be. But that's what, if, if it was truly, truly an MVP award, I think it should have gone to McCaffrey. Right, just yeah, the exactly. impact that he had. Offensive player of yeah, the year. one offensive player. So if it was truly, truly um, a true MVP, and it didn't matter if it was quarterback or not, um, it should have been McCaffrey. But other than that, yeah, it's it's his. He's two time MVP. Shout out to him. Big up yeah. to him. Um, but like he needs to make he needs to make the Super Bowl somehow. And it may be, you know, he may be in those. Uh, he may be the Utah Jazz. You know, against the Michael Jordan years or the. Portland Trailblazer Clyde Drexler in the yeah. in the Jordan years where you're just going up against Mahomes right now. And yeah. it's just, you you're, know. You're living in the time of Mahomes. Yeah, you're living in the time of Mahomes. And he just lives in the AFC Conference Championship, and he's pretty much setting up 10 at the Super Bowl. Um, as of right, even like this year, when we get here in a little bit to talk about the Super Bowl, like he, nobody thought, like going into it, like towards the tail end of the, of the season, like we're like, oh, man, this team ain't got it. There's yep. something wrong with them, and they just somehow make it to the Super Bowl. And they're, you know, they, I think, with the way that he clearly can find Kelsey in the field. Um, and I also want to say, give a shout out to Isaiah Pacheco. Because yeah. his play balances them out in a really profound way. And... You know, depending on what happens in this game, like he's a legitimate candidate to be someone who could be Super Bowl MVP. Pacheco, um, yeah, I think. Pacheco. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he if he gets one running, one rushing, or two rushing and one receiving, you know, that's <laughs> going to be hard to not give I him. Know. Hey, we're Super in Bowl it. Let's, so let's just go all in. Let's go Super Bowl talk right now. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Going up against the San Francisco 49ers, the number one seed San Francisco 49er, and the three seed Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, I think it comes down to me. Honestly, I think it's going to come down to who can run the ball more, better, right? Which, Which in that 
I still give it to the 49ers. Like McCaffrey, I mean, clearly to me, McCaffrey is the leading candidate to win Super Bowl MVP. To win the Super Bowl MVP, yeah. I see that. Yeah. I think, but like Kansas City's defense, Kansas City's in the Super Bowl because of his defense. His defense, yep. Absolutely. Right. The last the last game was what, 17 to 10? Like those are yeah. the lowest scoring games throughout this playoffs for the Kansas City. So they're they're in this Super Bowl uh riding on that defense. Um it's tough to pick a winner. Like this is one that like I really don't know. To me, the overall better team is the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I think we talk, I think they have a better running game. I think they have better receivers. Far better receivers. I think they the I think Kansas City has a better defense, but San Francisco is not that far behind, right? Yeah. Um there's not a big gap as as the gap between uh you know, 49er receivers and Kansas City receivers. Yeah, but I do think that there's more it seems like they have more playmakers on the 49ers defense, like individual guys that can like make a difference. Yeah. But, but um, you know, that, that Chiefs defense, I think, is going to have their work cut out for them much more than the 49ers are um, because of that, because of the receivers and, and the, like, gap in receiver play. But oh, one thing that is huge that I just saw yesterday is that, uh, that I, I'm not sure if it's – I'm pretty sure it's a starting left guard for the Chiefs. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt in practice. Yeah. yeah. So, like – that you can't have that no like, you can't have a lineman go down no. before the you know maybe a defensive line but not an offensive line yeah that's you can't crazy lose that guy um that's... so like how much does that play a, a major difference now particularly with that that uh that 49ers defense that you were just talking about so and, and we've seen Mahomes when he's in a situation in a Super Bowl where he has to run all over the field right and there's a like what a difference a couple of years makes because I do think that that Mahomes is probably a little bit a little bit fresher, and I, I know you probably saw the 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 heat that he got for what was it the dad bod in the locker room, um, <laughs> but but you know I, I worry for him in a game where he's got to like constantly be making plays by scrambling because again he doesn't have Tyreek Hill yeah, and those other guys don't have the same instincts or the speed to like make up for. Uh, a quarterback that has to scramble in that way. Yeah, so uh, I think I think I'm leaning 49ers. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, but they have Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> That's what to own yeah, no, exactly. Yep, it, yeah. is, it is like it's, it's I the, the same Brady thing. Yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes. He'll figure out a way. I feel like at some point, if it's not. If the 49ers can't get ahead right away and keep that foot to the neck, like you can't go into the fourth quarter um, being close. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. They would have to have a legitimate, like, two touchdown lead. And even at that, he can still even, but But when you look at, at the, a crazy stat this year with the 49ers, is when they've been down, I think it was. At least down three points. Like they're under, like I think it was like five points or whatever. Going into the fourth quarter, they've won every single one of them, right? So the 49ers are also are tough in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock Purdy to me 
had the best quarterback game in the conference championships between all of the quarterbacks playing. Right. So I don't feel like yeah. he's really yep. getting getting in. He was he was ten for ten in the fourth quarter. He yeah. was running, making big plays with his yeah, legs. No, he made he made a huge yeah. play on his uh, with his legs um, to keep that game going and to to like keep that drive going. And not only was it like a first down, but it was like a it was a play that like could have completely shifted the momentum. Yeah, like it was a momentum play. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, you know, he looks all right. And then how much of that too, right? Like when a, when a guy goes 10 for 10, yeah. I'm always like, wait, who's calling those plays? Because that means they know their guy well enough. They know the, the like, that coaching they and play calling. Him. Yeah. Yeah, it comes up huge. Yeah. So, I mean, I look forward to it. I I, I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm going to say 49ers. I'm going to say 49ers. Yeah. Crazy thing is I usually, like, Games like this, I usually don't know who I'm going for until in the like while the game is going on, and for some reason I'm like, come on, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going yeah, for that yeah. team. You ever do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like I don't know, I don't really care about this game, and then something happens, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, last discussion about the Super Bowl, who is coming out with Usher? Alicia Keys has got to come out. Lil John's got to come out. Lil John's got to come out. Lil John's got to come out. Lil John. If, if Usher doesn't bring Lil John, uh, then it's Usher a watch. has failed all of yes, us. Yes, he's failed all of us. Yeah. He's got Lover. He's got to play Lovers and Friends. He's got to play. That's the number one song <laughs> I'm looking forward to. All right. You got to bring Lil John out. You got to play Lovers and Friends. I, I want to see Chili in this Super Bowl halftime show. Chili? Yeah. The X? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. I want to see him to have made up for everything and bring this person out. No, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited for people of our age to watch. Yeah, Super like Bowl shout out to Jay Z, man, because he is these last past couple of years, man. He has been <laughs> killing it. He's been shoving yeah, yeah, it yeah. to these white people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Killing them. He started out with having Dre, Eminem, Fitty, Snoop, Mary J. Last yeah. year he brought out Pregnant as a Rihanna. This year we got Usher. Both of those shows were incredible too. Next year, bro. Next year, this person's already expressed that he really wants to play the Super Bowl halftime. Next year, it is in New Orleans. And you can only have one guy in New Orleans play the halftime. And that's got to be Wayne. If he can bring Lil Wayne... Just totally yeah. shattered the dreams of all these white people. I would love it. Yeah. Nah, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't, I don't Wayne, see that. Wayne is out here trying. Like, he's said it on multiple podcasts. He would love to play. He's out here being on, on Skip's yeah. show, like, trying to be, like, a total football dude. You know what? I was going to say, you know what? Because Wayne is a legitimate sports fan that I could see him actually, like, not doing drugs before yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. And he's grown up. Putting on a good he's grown. He's older no, than he's us. Not. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, but he's not grown up whatsoever. I just think that, like, this is a big enough event that's important enough to him that yeah. he would not act up and figure it out. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, yeah, no, that would be... That would be incredible and and hilarious. Like I would be like, no, everybody be quiet. The halftime show is on. We yeah, for real. I can't wait. It's gonna happen. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. But all right, primo, 
That's our show. That is our Super Bowl show. We had a lot of NBA in it. But uh <laughs> but a shout out to our primos and primas out there still listening into the show. Subscribe. Uh tap in. We are the Puro Pincho Primo. That's Christopher Castello. I'm Luis Velasquez and we are out.